Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's edition of Club Kayfabe Wrestle Talk here on CKCC Radio, part of Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, and soon to be iHeartRadio. Wherever you get your favorite podcasts, you can listen to us. I am your host, Chris O'Mealy, and I am joined by my partner in crime, Dan Peck. Are we like partners in crime? We're going to sing that song from the first Ninja Turtles. Hell yeah. G-U-R-T-L-E power. And how many times did you see that movie in theaters? Uh, nine, probably. <laughs> maybe maybe ten. <laughs> nine times. I will see it. I will see it nine times. Nine times. Where in that song they falsely claim that Raphael is the leader of the group. Was Raphael ever really the leader? No. Well, Leonardo's the leader. Raphael wanted to be the leader. See, because they wanted to rhyme Raphael with goo? What? <laughs> oh, that makes they sense. They wanted to, to, to rhyme, rhyme group with goo. That's what it was. He's the leader of the group transformed from the norm by the nuclear goo. I am Goot? Maybe maybe it was Goop. Goop. Group and Goop. That's better than group and goo. Like ooze? Secret of the ooze? I mean, that's the thing they're going for. I suppose. I love this town. (laughs) Of course, I think the best line is still... uh... Forgive a wise man say forgiveness is divine, but but never pay full price for late pizza. Correct. So yes, we mentioned all the fun ways to get this podcast, and you can listen to all of our other shows. We'll do some cheap ass little plugs here. Of course, if you're into the spooky doopy, there's real paranormal talk with Jeff Trelowitz. If you're into music. You have Ranking Tracks with Jeff Trelowitz and J Bunny's Music Hub with Jason Shin. Ranking Tracks is where Jeff takes an album, ranks all the tracks from worst to best, and J Bunny's Music Hub is where Jason Shin interviews actual musicians in the music world and has musical-type discussions and roundtables. I've been on one or two episodes of that. Every- I was on a roundtable about music and wrestling. Yes. We did that one with Mr. Cantwell. I remember. Because he has intimate knowledge and use of wrestling music. (laughs) He certainly does. Um, Every first Monday of the month, you get your next dose of motivational moves with Adrian Cotton. Get you ready to gear up and tackle that month boss storm. We're almost halfway through June, so July 1st will be here before you know it. And another this literally the fourteenth is this weekend. Exactly, Flag Day. Is it now? Yeah, June fourteenth is Flag Day. Mm. Of course, <clears throat> there's the Bored to Death binge cast. Jay Winger and company watch a season of a TV show, and then in easily digestible doses, get you your binge. There's a brand new episode that, that I haven't listened to yet. Uh, yes, there is, and I haven't listened to it either. I'm going to change that. They talked about uh, Castlevania, 
Yep, their second part of the season two watch. Castlevania, some good, good stuff. My phone's listened to the episode, but I have not. <laughs> and as we uh, as we speak right now, there's another binge cast episode waiting in my inbox to be downloaded and uploaded. Is there another one? There sure is. It's Castlevania season two, part two. Oh, so I thought that one just came out. Part one. Yeah, this is uh they did season one and then they've done part one of season two. This will be the next one. I am looking forward to that because that show was freaking awesome. That was one of the shows I was considering you and I doing a watch along for. Yeah. We have a couple of uh ideas in the store there. Of course, we're talking about the top show on the, the network. Yes, the number one show on CKCC Radio right now is the United We Fan podcast with Mark and Brian. Their latest episode dropped this past Wednesday, where they talked about all things Doctor Seuss. They talked about Doctor Seuss people, and uh, they've got. I, I know what their next plan is, but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna spoils it. Horton hears the who. <laughs> yeah. I, I like that meme. Corton here's the who. And then well, the uh, radio show I do stuff for, they uh, they do a segment or what's it called Johnny Horton Here's the Who. So they'll play a Johnny Horton song and then they'll play a Who song right after it. That's awesome. That's fucking hilarious. That's friggin' great. Of course, if you're into the racing community, the Race Nerd Podcast with Matt Hardman is now officially part of CKCC Radio. Matt has The Racing Community. Matt has revamped the show, or I should actually say he rebooted the show, to make it available to you on this channel. So, there is more Race Nerd out there. Maybe we'll get some backlog episodes up on the Patreon page. And, of course, if you love me and Dan, and we know you do, there's Mm -hmm. the Stupid Sexy Podcast, where Dan and I review every Simpsons ever and then Chris Ranks the Universe, my miniseries show, which will feature Dan Peck in future installments. And if you really like Dan, and we know you do, Twitch, CKCC Online on Twitch is where you want to go to watch Dan do all of his streams. And please support our Twitch channel. That's a big endeavor for us is to get more prominent on Twitch. We are now just one step away from being affiliate, which means we can start getting subs. Yes. So please help us out, and uh, I will be doing my part as well to get some stuff on the Twitch machine. Um, We did get some positive feedback from the listeners about doing new segments, a specific one, an interactive segment, and a a non-wrestling segment to bring out the, the nerd love in us. And I actually have two ideas for our debuts there to just kind of toss around ideas and show you guys what we're going for. Uh, we'll get to those after we cover our news and trivia and all that. But I just want to say thank you guys for the positive feedback. And since this is something that you would like, we are more than happy to indulge. And Dan and I can actually start planning it in the future instead of just coming up with stuff on the fly. But I kind of just came up with some stuff and we'll I mean we could easy mode it and just talk about the last thing we watched or the last game we played exactly 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 um but we'll be working that into the show 
as well. First off, let's answer last week's trivia question and then get to this week's trivia question with Trivia with Dan Peck. Last week's trivia question was, where was the first wrestling show that was promoted by Vincent Kennedy McMahon? New York. That show was in Banger, Maine. Banger, Maine. Okay. Banger. That's what the one Hispanic said the other. Hispanic? About having sex? You get your banger, Maine? See, when you say Maine and wrestling, I automatically think of Scotty Too Hotty. Because that's one of the only wrestlers from Maine that I'm actually familiar with. Is he like one of the million wrestlers that retired and then did firefighting afterward? Uh, yeah. A lot of wrestlers did firefighting afterward. It's really weird. So I just... Like half of the Hart family became firefighters after wrestling? So I just pulled up uh, wrestlers by state on pro wrestling fandom. And... Of course, on the page for Maine, there's, like, not that many names. But would you like to know, other than Scotty Tuhati, would you like to know who else came from Maine? Palmer Cannon. Oh, remember remember Palmer Cannon? Remember Palmer Cannon? Yep, that's a Maine guy. Uh, Luke Robinson from Tough Enough was a Maine guy as well. He was, that guy. he was the runner-up. Uh, Lynn McCrossin, Mistress Belmont, Adam Booker, Cameron Matthews, and John Swensky are the other prominent names from Maine. Yes. Uh, that is something we could actually do as a segment. We can pick a state and uh, talk about the wrestlers from it. And of course, you know where I'm going with this. So... All of the all of the trending wrestlers from New Jersey, and I'm sure some of these are not surprises. Of course, Ace Austin, Ace Darling. Everybody knows AJ Lee and AJ Steele were Jersey people. And I'm just in the A's right now. Balls Mahoney. Anthony Bennett. That's a Jersey guy. Of course... <clears throat> He was the in the uh, cruiserweight classic, and he was a CZW guy. He's a guy that looks like uh, Darren Young with the giant hair. <laughs> Speaking of Jersey people, uh, so we'll do a whole. I'll do a whole freaking thing on uh, on Jersey wrestlers as a segment at one point. I mean, there's a huge list of them, but I'd want to focus on the the prominent ones that you guys have probably actually heard of. Joey Image? I'm going to guess that he's probably not featured on the Pro Wrestling Wikia fandom for this. Uh, No, Joey Janela is. Joe Gacy, Joey Janela, no Joey Image. Oh, well. We do a whole thing on that. All right, so... After Banger Maine, good old Vince, uh, what we got for this week's trivia question, Dan? Remember Brother Love? Oh, yeah, because he was just on Money in the Bank. Right? This is also super relevant for what yeah. we're about to talk about in the news. Yes. Well, do you remember what, what show and when, so give me the date and the name of the show, 
was the Brother Love debut. So not the Brother Love show. You want the actual debut of the Brother Love character. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah, without looking that up, I definitely don't know the answer to that. Hmm. Brother Love. Interesting question. And remember, was it in Texas? Was it in Texas? I don't know. Did I at least get the state right? <laughs> Who knows? <clears throat> well, I don't. We'll find out next week. All right. So we got some news to talk about going on in the world of wrestling uh, with Bruce Pritchard being one of them. But here's something that I think is actually a little more prominent, and that's that it, Vince Russo might be back with TNA. And how do you feel about that, Dan? That's dumb. <laughs> I mean, he, there's no chance in hell he'll ever work for Vince again. Not after the way he left. That's a that's a dead relationship. Uh, he'll never work for AEW because nobody there's stupid enough to think that he'd be present any good ideas not to mention the fact that he himself has buried AEW on a lot of chances I give them free publicity bro I tweet them ideas and they don't use none of my ideas bro uh he ain't going to NWA and he ain't going to Ring of Honor so what does that pretty much leave him with good old impact so Impact, you know, Impact, who at one point denied that he was on the payroll and he was still on the payroll. Ugh. Well, I mean, I would one hundred percent deny that too, bro. Vince Russo. You know, apparently he claims he never forgets people. So I bet you, if I wrote to him and said, "Do you remember when when a college kid needed to do an interview with you?" And you made him wear a Homer Simpson mask. I actually bet you he'll remember that. He claims he's got a good memory, bro. Maybe I should tweet him and be like, hey, member me? I should tell Cornette that story. So he'd be like, he'd be like, go to Because he'd, he'd probably make some kind of jackass comment about Russo and a Homer Simpson mask. Potentially. Uh, but speaking of Bruce, so remember how Bruce was doing the SmackDown and Heyman was doing the Raw? Well, they've decided to streamline their creative division, and they have united both teams and just put Bruce in charge of everything. Heyman will now only be a, uh, a, uh, on-screen talent. So there you go. If you like Bruce Pritchard booking... And Bruce nope. Pritchard booking is Vince McMahon booking because he's the ultimate yes man. You're going to get a lot more Vince McMahon ideas. So I hope you enjoy Dude, yes man so hard that he's gotten fired and rehired like six times. Yeah. He always comes back. Good God. <clears throat> um, Toto Bell has actually got renewed for a sixth season, which surprises me because I actually thought that was the the big deal was the last season. And the last season is going to end with the double babies, pretty much, yeah. But uh, I did enjoy 
the or I shouldn't say I enjoy, but I'm I'm happy for the fact that uh, they're having a boy and they're excited about it. And I actually kind of dig that Bree's doing the uh, we won't know till the kid's born deal because they've already got one, so they're gonna they're gonna play it fun with this one. I actually had a coworker who did that. He already had a boy and a girl, so when number three came, they decided not to know the gender to be surprised when the debut happened. And you know what? If you've already got one of each, that's actually a pretty cool way to do that. At least I think it is. So there you go. Uh, Bruce Pritchard. So there's going to be a lot of good shit on TV now. Such good shit. Such good shit. Nikki's having a boy. Total Bells is back. What else could you want? How about our new cruiserweight champion, El Hijo del Fantasma, re-debuted as Santos Escobar. And he is aligned with Raul Mendoza and Joaquin Wilde in a new stable. So they definitely got some plans for him. And that's actually pretty cool. I, I like the name Santos Escobar. That's actually pretty damn cool. I also like the idea that they're just not all three Mexicans. Yes. <laughs> There's a weird semi-Filipino child in that group. Member the Mexicools? Well, that's the issue, right? <laughs> like, there's nothing wrong with having a group of people of, like, the same whatever. No, you, but, but it's about it's about how you do it, right? <laughs> Although, I have to say, the Juan Deers made me laugh. That was good. That was actually good. That was actually pretty damn funny. And to their credit, they went all in on that. So. And it's not like none of them knew how to work. They were all workers. And it basically died because uh, Hoovy kept on going to people with creative ideas. And he kept on going to them with creative ideas for just him and not his two teammates. Hoovy had a... Hoovy has a history of both attitude issues and also like... Well, you know the story of how he got fired from WCW, right? Uh, he, he went batshit crazy in a hotel in Australia. Because he, he had smoked something that was laced. And, like, he, like, was stripping in the lobby and screaming that he was going to kill himself. And they had to, like, send in a SWAT team to restrain him. And then, yeah. and, and they were so outraged, they promptly fired Scott Hall. Because <laughs> they were like, we can't condone this attitude with drug use anymore. So, Scott Hall, you're fired, too, even though he hadn't been on TV in forever. But because... It's like, he, hey, yo, I just drink. Well, because he was part of the trademark lawsuit. When they, uh, remember when him and Nash debuted, they filed that trademark lawsuit? It had oh, gotten yeah. settled out of court, like, the previous month. So they were like, well, if we're firing this drugged-up guy, can we get rid of the other guy who keeps causing us problems? They're like, yup, we don't need him for the trademark lawsuit anymore. So... And he worked a couple of ECW shows. Yep. But yeah, Hoovy was a good worker. Well, I don't know. I wouldn't necessarily say he was a good worker. He was a good lucha, exciting guy to watch. But do you remember when they had him on color commentary in WCW? I've seen some of those clips where it was just unintentional comedy because his English is just atrocious. We got to find one of those shows and review it. I know, because that would be in the 2000s, 2001 episode. <laughs> well, if we're going to be doing those kind of episodes. I don't want to do them like 
once a month, maybe. I don't want to be doing them. Definitely oh. not back to back, and probably not every other either. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, this past Sunday was the NXT In Your House takeover, which was pretty good. I enjoyed the fact that they were actually able to put people in the crowd using the students and everything, and that definitely helped the atmosphere. Of course, it did. A lot of stuff did feel disingenuous because like they were doing the this is awesome chance right at the beginning and it's just like yeah you're just chanting what you're what you want to hear right now but it's not really see that's the issue of having your entire crowd be plants yeah is you get crowd sweetening that is the real negative part about it uh the event as a whole was excellent nothing match of the year worthy on it but nothing bad either. So, did you watch it at all, Dan? Or have you not seen it? Did not see it. Okay. So, the sixth woman tag match that opened the show was... It was basically um, the newly turned heel Candice LeRae with the recently turned heel Dakota Kai and her bodyguard Raquel Gonzalez <clears throat> and all the people they've been feuding with. Tegan Knox, Shotzi Blackheart, and Mia Yim. It was a pretty standard six-woman tag match. Everybody got to shine. And uh, Tegan pinned Dakota for the finish, which the right team went over, in my opinion. Although I'm, like, super on board Candice LeRae as a heel. I think that her and Johnny are making a great heel couple because they're going for, like, the, the first couple of wrestling angle, which is a great way to do it. Um, but, yeah, every I, I enjoyed everything... In that match, everybody got a quick chance to shine, and then they got out of there. The set looked awesome, because they brought back the old house set. And they had, of course, the modern effects, like, through the window and everything. And there was a, there was a picture of uh, Doc Hendricks right on the inside of the door. <laughs> I heard a bunch of things, like, a lot of things that were, like, throwbacks and callbacks to that era of wrestling. Yeah, like the, there's an Adam Cole promo that's like shot exactly, and he's dressed exactly like a Bret Hart promo from back then. He's walking down the hallway, and he does a quick Ico Pro ad. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the ad exactly are... like a Bret Hart one from back in the day. I also saw the picture of the the infamous picture of Shawn Michaels in the AOL chat room, and he doesn't know how to use a computer. Yes. I saw the picture of them recreating that with him and Triple H, and then there's Road Dog behind Road them, Dog. looking older than both of them. Oh my god! I was gonna say Road Dog aged like horribly, and then they had the uh, the William Regal spots, which were friggin' brilliant. Yeah, that that stuff's all worth watching. Uh, as far as the matches go, Finn Balor and Damian Priest had a good match. Nothing mm. nothing special, but it was a good match, hard hitting match. Keith Lee and Johnny Gargano had a great match for the NXT North American Championship. Probably the best Keith Lee match I've ever seen. And, of course, he did retain. Which was probably the right decision. Although having Johnny and Candice lose when they're feuding with Keith and Mia was a little questionable. But at the same time, they kept getting the upper hand on them. So that's how Keith and Mia got their heat back and I like that they're using that as a dynamic and I want to see that mixed tag match uh the last chance backlot brawl was another cinematic match I'm not really feeling them anymore because they they're incorporating them into every show now and 
this one didn't do anything special or different. It was Adam Cole and Velveteen Dream, so you know the stuff they were doing wasn't bad, but it was just it was just overshot and overdone. And since Adam Cole won, Dream can no longer challenge for the title while Adam Cole is champion, which was the stipulation there. Um, nothing to write home about. Karrion Cross knocks out Tommaso Ciampa in only a little over six minutes. TKO, Damn. yeah. Damn. Yeah, he took him down with the Kate Hajime, or a version of it. Yeah, that was a uh, quick but but worth your time to watch. And I think they're they have a good presentation with Karrion Cross and Scarlet Bodor, like really good presentation. She's just Scarlet here, but whew, yeah, they have a friggin' awesome act going on right now. They're gonna be big time players. Uh, main event was probably the best overall match of the night. I would say Keith and Johnny was the best worked. This was the best overall with the triple threat and the excitement about it. Uh, Charlotte, Rhea, and Io Shirai. It was, uh, it was exactly what you'd expect from the three of them. What I did not expect was Io Shirai to actually win the title. That was pretty damn cool, though. How you feeling yeah, about that one? Everything is evil, including the NXT Women's Championship. Yeah? So how do you feel about Io Shirai finally getting the Duke and becoming the champ? Because Kyrie never got the belt, right? No, she did, like, what, like, for, like... A Ky- yeah, weeks. Kyrie actually beat uh, Shayna for it. And then Shayna, yeah, but, Shayna but killed but her. she won it right match. back. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Io Shirai out of stardom. So, yeah. So that's that's actually pretty cool. Um, leader leader of Queen's Quest. I'm really happy for her. She's super talented. I actually think she, I I actually think I might like her better than Kyrie. As an overall talent, because I don't think Kyrie's flourishing as a heel. I think she's only working as a heel because she's with Asuka, who's who does the batshit insane stuff better than anybody. Whereas well, all the clips I've seen is is Oscar doing stuff, and she's kind of just like, I'm the partner. At least I'm doing something, and it's positive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but EO actually like fully embraced the heel persona, so she completely changed her gear and her look. Yeah, that's it. like that's dedication. So yes, uh, NXT was in my house. It was. And uh, I, I dug it. I dug it. I would, uh... I, I would recommend... I would recommend you give it a shot, Dan. I think you'll... I think you'll enjoy it. But yes, NXT was in my house. And I was super down with that. A lot, yeah, a lot of the references were really good. Definitely worth your time. Uh, real quick news... Jim Ross got the trademark for the voice of wrestling. And uh, we do ha- we did have a loss in this week. Mr. Wrestling 2, a.k.a. Johnny Walker, sadly passed away. So that's that's going to wrap well, up the, uh, the non-WWE. Unfortunately, fortunately, he was old. So. Oh, yes. Um, 
But our biggest news coming out of this week actually has to do with the best overall wrestling company. What do we got, Dan? What's going on? Uh, so the other day, New Japan had a little quick press conference, and they said that they had canceled 53 shows so far. But it's over, baby, because on Monday is another show. Here we go. New Japan is back. So, yeah, so uh, I guess Japan opened stuff up at the end towards like a few days before the end of May. They have, in that time, scrambled to make sure everyone's gotten tested, uh, reached out to all of their usual arenas and, and places, and they're ready to go on Monday. So Monday when we wake up, there will be New Japan Pro Wrestling. They're doing a, a special show. And then on Tuesday, they start the New Japan Cup. So new New Japan. And New Japan Cup, we actually do have a bracket on Wikipedia. Ooh. It's going to be low on uh, Gaijin. Hmm. Well, so, and because of that, it's high on people you wouldn't expect. I think this is the actual bracket. There's a couple people that doesn't seem like... Well, maybe they live in Japan now, or they were stuck in Japan. I don't know. Or maybe they just got there. Because I've seen some videos from... They've had some people shoot videos saying, Hey, we're coming back Monday. But some of them were like, But I, uh, unfortunately, I'm not going to be there yet. Because I'm in America or whatever. So, because Kenta's like, I'm not going to be there because I'm in America. And Jay White's like, I'm not going to be there. So, so his 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 thing was because he's a heel. He's like, well, let the old men like Tanahashi act like they're freaking big again, <laughs> like they're the top guys again because I'm not around. So wait, uh, Kenta still lives in America. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Apparently. I don't think I actually knew that, but, uh, okay. Or that's where he was when everything shut down or something. That's where he's stuck. Well, I suppose there could be worse places to get stuck. It, I mean, it's not like... It, it, I guess that sucks because he can't work. But I guess that's... It could be worse. Like, he could actually be stuck in a foreign country that he can never really, like, function in. Like, could you imagine that? Like, oh, like... Yeah, like Kenta's little video was in English. Yeah. So... Taichi Ishimori's was not. <laughs> that, had, that had captions, and, and, it, and his promo was essentially, I'm one of the only Bullet Club guys that are going to be around for these few shows, so I gotta do it. I gotta do it for the boys. My cat is expressing her appreciation of New Japan right now. Or that's the assumption I'm going to make by her screaming <laughs> as she wanders around me. Cool. Uh, so New Japan Cup is gonna go until somewhere in July, and on July 12th it's gonna be Dominion. Which is like a month later than it usually is. It's usually the first or second week in June. So they move that to July, and it'll be the cup winner versus Naito for both belts. So is he going to be doing a two belt 
defenses from now on, or? I don't know. I gotta imagine at some point they're gonna separate them, or they're gonna combine them. Yeah, they're gonna have to. They're gonna do it at some point. Well, that wraps up the current stuff. So what Dan and I are gonna do is we're gonna do a segment for you guys. We're gonna talk about stuffs from the past. We're gonna take you back to the past. Oh, are we? But not to talk about shitty wrestling that sucks ass. So, what I want to kind of do is, it's not really hard to, it's, I feel like I'm struggling to explain what I really want to do here, but I want to come up with, like, an interesting topic that we can go, go off on and quantify stuff or reminisce on stuff without actually doing, like, a full-on review. So, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to challenge Dan and I on the spot to come up with, maybe not the order, but... The top ten best WrestleMania main events. Shit. So, let's go through the list real quick and see what we come up with. Because it, it's safe to assume we can skip the first two. Uh, main events, yes. E- yes. Okay, so Hogan Andre would be considered. And that's a legendary match. I'm sure you're a fan of that match. Uh, well here comes the issue right because like you have Wrestlemania 4 where the match itself isn't fantastic but it's significance and importance in history is well so what we'll do there is I'm going to write down DiBiase Savage and we're going to revisit it Uh, 5 was Hogan Savage I think that's should be considered and I also think that Hogan Warrior should be considered because even though Hogan Warrior was like Hogan Andre, it wasn't a great match, but it was a huge event. Seven, eight, nine, I think we can skip those. Uh, Brett and Yoko, I'm going to say that's probably... Well, that's more of a, the story of the show. Yeah. Right? That's not the match. Again, like... That's like what we're having about at, at this point is none of the matches have been that great, but their story and significance right. has been. well. Like I said, we're gonna come, we're gonna quantif- we're gonna come up with what we're considering, and then we'll start eliminating stuff. So I'll put them on there. We're gonna skip eleven. Uh-huh. You know, obviously, uh, we all know that the Iron Man will make the cut. Yep, and then you can skip thirteen. Uh, 14 is not a good match, but it's very important. Yeah, very important. Uh, it, let's skip 15 and 16, because if we're going to do Austin and The well, Rock... Well, we're going to do Austin Rock, there's three of them, and one of them is definitely better than the other. Well, that and one of them's not a main event. Oh, it wasn't the main event. No. But Stone Cold Rock from 17. Uh, Triple H and Jericho, an example of... A really good match that didn't get a lot of attention because of what else was on the card. But, yep, shouldn't have been the main event. It's one of the rare cases where the big title match shouldn't be the main event. Alright, so it sadly isn't going to make the cut here. Brock and Kurt, on the other hand, that was a very good match. Yeah, uh, the thing about that match is that there's only one thing anyone remembers from it. <laughs> That's the problem, yeah, that Brock almost died. Uh, the WrestleMania 20 triple threat is a given. That might be the best story and worked match. Skip 21 and 22. 
Yeah, what about 23? That was Sean and Cena. Yeah, that was the one where they're like, that that, that WrestleMania, they had no idea what they were doing. They are like, the fuck, what are we going to do? Well, you know what? Sean will have a good match with him. Let's do that. There you go. Okay. They didn't have a thing set for that. They're just like, well, John's champ. Uh, <laughs> Let's just give him a good match. But probably not going to make our cut. No, probably how about Taker and Edge? That's one of Edge's best matches. Hey, yeah, absolutely. That's going to be on there. Uh, 25 is skippable. 26 <laughs> is Taker Sean 2. Not as good as the first one, but also excellent. But the first one wasn't a main event. So. <laughs> exactly. This one was. 27, 27 is skippable. Skip. 28 and 29 we can skip. That's skip. Uh, 30, 30 you gotta keep because of the history the history because you got the Brian the, the match isn't bad but the match isn't like you know and then like the history. Thir- and then like 31, 32, 33, and 34 that's like the Roman era because 31 was the Roman Brock match that had the cash in which is the only significant part of that match uh, 32 was Roman and Triple H 33 Roman Taker. Took Roman Taker. And then 34. Roman Brock. Roman Brock. Yeah. I and mean, then, if you want to pick which one of those is the best. No, because we're this would, that, that we're on item 14 now, so no, we're not putting Roman matches on here. Well, we got to put the women's three-way on there because of history. History, right. Becky, Charlotte, Ronda. And unfortunately, Drew and Brock could have been better, but... It didn't exactly have the audience. Well, do we or... count Styles Undertaker Boneyard match? No, because it wasn't the true WrestleMania main event. You don't count the... I mean, the true Wrestle Kingdom main event wasn't Night 1's main event. It was Night 2's main event. That's how I look at that. His name is pronounced Naito. Not Night 2. <laughs> Alright, so we have 14 items we have to eliminate stuff. Okay. So, right. Right. So, we were kind of iffy on Brett Yoko and Savage DiBiase anyway. So, should we just go ahead and say and ax him? Because look at the other stuff that's on here. Hogan Andre is a definite. Um, Hogan Savage and Hogan Warrior. The Iron Man. Michaels and Stone Cold. Austin and Rock. Brock and Kurt, we were a little lukewarm on. Sean, Triple H, and Benoit. Taker Edge, Taker Sean. The the 30 triple threat, and then the women's triple threat. So, I think by default, DiBiase, Savage, and Brett and Yokozuna get eliminated. Just based on the fact that we were a little lukewarm about them. And then, uh... Now it comes down to eliminating two more matches. And it, it, it's kind of a toughie. If I was going to pick an, the first thing to eliminate, I would probably, and I, I hate to do this to to Debry, but I think his triple threat would have to go. Because you can't get rid of the one in 20, and you can't get rid of the one from 35. And then if you take out Brock and Kurt, because all people do is talk about what happened, let's just just indulge me on this. Here's what you're left with in your 10. Hogan Andre, 
Hogan Savage, Hogan Warrior, Brett and Sean Iron Man, Sean and Austin, Austin and Rock, uh, Sean, Triple H, and Benoit, Taker and Edge, Taker and Sean, and the Women's Triple Threat. I think that's a top ten. Your thoughts? Now, now list the different people and how many times some of them are listed. <laughs> okay. Because there's a lot of there's a lot of Hogan, there's a lot of Taker, there's a lot of Shawn Michaels. <laughs> All right, Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant, Macho Man Randy Savage, The Ultimate Warrior, Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, Triple H, Chris Benoit, The Undertaker, Edge, and the three women. Fifteen. And how many times does does the name Hulk Hogan? Hulk go? Hogan and Shawn Michaels are in three matches apiece. And then Undertaker is in two. Okay. And Triple H is just in the one at this point. Yes. <laughs> the one where he tapped out. Two. Wild Pegasus. <laughs> Exactly. Um, now I don't know about quantifying them, but I would put them in the top ten, and then we maybe maybe next week we can order them. That's where the fight's going to be, bro. Oh, absolutely. Uh, so yeah, that's kind of so. Now you guys kind of have an idea as to what I'm going for for these kind of segments. We're going to look back on something, either quantify it, reminisce on it, debate about it, stuff like that. So that's what we're looking for for interactive stuff. Um, as far as the non-wrestling segment of the show, Dan, I thought we could talk about the PS5. Okay. Because, did you see any of the the Uh, video? I watched the whole damn thing live! I watched it live! Okay, then, so what what are your thoughts, your immediate thoughts after seeing everything? I mean, look cool again like 90 percent of what we saw was not gameplay footage <laughs> so you gotta keep that in mind well yeah um they didn't give us a date they didn't give us a price yes is the big not. thing uh digital only version hopefully it's like 50 bucks cheaper so you can get one for like 400 or 450 instead of 500 you know do you think the digital only is going to be better or worse? Uh, it's just not going to have a disk drive. I think it's going to probably be the same, except for they don't have a disk drive stuff in it, so it's going to be cheaper. Pretty much all. It might, they might give you, the default might be a higher, uh, it might have more size on the, on the disk drive, maybe? I feel like it would have to. So, like, instead of coming with, like, a one terabyte, it comes with, like, a two or maybe a one and a half. Yeah. Games are freaking... Some of those games are freaking huge when you download them, so... Call of Duty is over 100. Every single one of them. I have two of them on my my PS4 right now. (laughs) And I have hardly anything else on there because of it. Um... Uh, what are your thoughts on the rehash of GTA Five? Yeah, like we're gonna get an Elder Scroll Six, but we can't get GTA Six. I don't understand that. I think we're getting it. It's just gonna be longer. 
And a lot of the, the stuff that we did see that was gameplay, nothing looked better than now. But apparently, like the the thing right now is doing things you couldn't do before because it couldn't handle it. So it's not going to be like a visual upgrade. It's going to be a uh, gameplay upgrade or whatever, you know? Which, again, if your gameplay is good, it doesn't have to look good. So it's like on the sliding scale of things that matter, your gameplay and good is more important than looking good. I've always said that gameplay over graphics is essential. That's why Fire Pro still looks like it's on... Super Nintendo, yet it's still better than any 2 It's still fun to play. Wrestling yeah. game. In um, every way. But my whole thing is that if you are going to up the system, and you're going to up the price and all that, and you're going to up the specs, then I want my graphics to be good. G-U-D good. Now, I'm definitely not a graphic snob like some people are, including people who are probably listening to the show who self-admittedly are graphic snobs. But my whole thing is that, yes, graphics don't make the game, but if I'm getting a next-gen version of something, then I want to see the graphical improvements. I want to see... I want to be able to tell the difference when I look back. I mean, I remember playing PS2 for the first time, and thinking it could never get better than this. And then you go and you look back at what PS2 looks like. No, now. there's still some times where I'm playing on PS4 and I'm just like, this looks the same as 360. Yeah. It's the Xbox 360 sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. But again, like it's, it's sometimes it's about what you can do, what they couldn't do before, you know? The one thing like that Apparently does... that's the whole point of the new Ration and Clank is like the shit, the crazy shit you can get up to in that game you couldn't do before. There just wasn't enough processing power. And, and graphical capabilities and stuff to do it. Because apparently you're going to, like, on-fly teleport to, like, different planets and stuff, and that game was, like, the point of the game. So, like, you're doing one level, but it's technically, like, five different planets you're going in, in between with, like, no no loading and no lagging between them, and it's crazy. See, that's the one thing, like, the Nintendo Switch, like, I'm not going to sit here and be like, Nintendo has the greatest graphics ever, but when they released that Mar- that Mario Odyssey game and Breath of the Wild and... Well, it's about doing what you can with it, right? But I, I was blown away by how much they made the graphics look awesome in the confines of Nintendo. Like, even the new Animal Crossing. Like, yeah, there's still a lot of cartoony stuff in it with the way certain things are designed. But then if you actually look at, like, the lighting effects and the water effects and everything, you start to realize how much they've advanced. I think the Link's Awakening remake is a perfect example because, like, like, yes, there's a cartoony style behind stuff, but then you actually look at the detail in the dungeons and you're like, this looks freaking gorgeous. But, of course, I play Nintendo for the Sclusies. I don't play Nintendo for the graphics. Not that I have an issue with that, of course, but... What about the games that got this point? First one off the bat, Spider-Man Miles Morales. Yeah, that was uh. It's gonna be sweet because he's like a, he's got a different, a total different like move set and stuff. But of course, there's like different places saying different things. Some are saying it's just an expansion. Some are saying it's a full new game. And I'm just like, how do you expand a PS4 game on PS5? 
It's not. It can't be just a, just an expansion. It has to be a standalone. Even if it's just like it's mostly it's an expand. It's quote unquote an expansion that is a standalone, which happens from time to time. Kind of like how like uh, New Vegas was just made off of Fallout Three stuff. They're just like this other company. They say, "Oh, here's our toy box. Make a different story in a different place." And I'm like, okay. And then they somehow made a better game in way less time. <laughs> uh, so, oh, like it could be that because that's why it's coming out two years after the previous one. Speaking of games, uh, this is a funny meme I just saw online. If you see League of Legends anywhere online, do not download it. It will install a virus called League of Legends to your PC, and if you run it, it will launch League of Legends. <laughs> So, my big hope, like, obviously a new Elder Scrolls game is going to be badass as hell. Cause... And they didn't announce it or anything, so, but I'm sure they're working on it. Well, there's, there, there is some news about it out there. I think the, the, my favorite news I heard about the new Grand Theft Auto that intrigued me was uh, when they said it was going to be like a, like a husband and wife duo and Ryan Reynolds was tapped to possibly voice the male the male protagonist and I'm like that would be friggin awesome and I hope they get his uh, his wife Blake what's her name Blake Lively I mean would that be perfect that'd be interesting I'm over for a, from a GTA 6 uh, multiple places well I remember I, I know the they're gonna go back to Vice City but I hope that they expand on it the way they expanded San Andreas. Although I liked I liked uh, San Andreas on PlayStation because it had three different cities you could visit, which I always thought was cool. And then they had like the bumfuck towns with the rednecks, which they only kind of did the city and the the desert area here, but the land itself is pretty friggin' awesome. So yeah, so we got New, so our... New Horizon game. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be cool. What about the game about the cat? Yes, I've been waiting for that. Supposedly, you're gonna be a cat. You're gonna solve crimes humans or solving crimes, or we don't really know anything. It's just that it's in a world where there's only robots and humans are supposedly extinct. So is, does the cat want to go look for humans? Is the cat trying to do what? I don't know. It's just going to push stuff off of things. There's a Demolition Derby game coming out, which I think would be tons of fun, but not $60 on launch day fun. Um, uh, Demolition two... Derby games would be fun, but yeah. There's two games about being stuck in a time loop. One is you're like an astronaut lady stuck on some weird planet, crash land on some planet, and you're reliving that day over and over again. Ooh, that's interesting. That one was interesting. The other one is like, you're some guy and you're stuck in some city and, and the whole point is everyone's trying to kill you. But your job is to kill like the one guy, but everyone in town is trying to kill you, especially this one lady who works for the guy. And it's the idea is to see how far you can get. And I guess you get more powerful each time or something or whatever. 
that one seemed like 13 style stylized stuff that one was pretty cool seemed pretty pretty cool it definitely sounds interesting i think there'll be some good stuff uh i i think there'll be some good stuff for everybody for on launch day it seems like they've actually like finally learned after five consoles that we need more than three games at launch (laughs) because chances are one of them is not good one of them is stupid, super short, and then the other one's actually good. But yeah, uh, what's your price prediction? I'm thinking probably five hundred. That's kind of what I'm thinking because I think I think the four was four twenty five is what I got it for. I got mine for three hundred, just just under. But that was a couple of years in. And the one I got was the Uncharted bundle, which was like a year old at the time. So they were trying to get rid of them. So. Maybe they're just waiting for Microsoft to say a price and then they'll be like, we're $50 less. We win another generation. (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised. That definitely did that last time. Almost every console generation has been won by their been won and lost on their announcements. So PlayStation lost on the PS3 360 because they came out and it was six hundred dollars when it came out. That's what came out a year afterwards. So they were behind and then they were dumb. And then Nintendo did the smart thing because they knew they weren't going to compete with them and they knew their specs weren't as high. So they so let's go gimmicks. Let's just do gimmicks for 12 straight Well, not, not that, but I meant price-wise. They always made sure that they... Uh, they always made sure they were like $200 less. And they also made sure that it was scarce on purpose. I mean... I don't blame them for trying because the Wii was a huge success. The Wii U was the flop. But the Switch is like a mega success. And I think they were like, well, if if we made a console that could do everything that a console and a handheld could do, maybe people would be on board. And then, spoiler alert, everyone was on board. And it might be my favorite Nintendo console since the Super Nintendo. And and you know I loved me my Super Nintendo and I loved my N64, but... I'd say the Switch's only real fault is that their games-on-demand system can only be done when you're online. It, I, I think it would be cool if you could download... Even if, like... I guess, I guess that wouldn't work, because they can have the option to remove stuff, too. Well, like, uh, PS PlayStation Now has, you can download stuff, which I'm probably going to subscribe to soon, I think, because I'm running out of games and I need stuff to stream and to play. So, (laughs) and that's, and it's on sale right now. I think it's like 40 bucks for a year and that's super worth it. So. Well, I think we, uh. 
I think we pretty much covered our, our little nerd out here. So if you guys like what we just did with these last two segments, let us know. Give us ideas, and we will totally continue to make this happen. It could also be more broad or more specific. Yes, and we can also, um, like, we can split stuff up, too. So, like, since we did games this week, if you want to do something different tomorrow, we can absolutely do that. Or if you literally want us to talk about the latest episode of Harley Quinn, which I saw. Yeah. R.I.P. Psy. No, I've seen the newer episode. Oh. You're on that one. Okay. Well, we will definitely get to that stuff. So. I have lots of regret. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I have many regrets or whatever. Oh, yeah. As I he, have lots of shoots. regrets. <laughs> so I want to give a special patron shout-out to our patrons in the shout-out tier. Glenn Kukan, Adrian Cotton, Randy Moyer, Jay Winger, and Jeff Trelowitz. Uh, I think I botched one of you. Because I was doing that off of memory. No, I got all of you. Okay. I was doing that off of memory, and then I was like, wait a minute. I forgot somebody. Also, I'd like to, even though he's not on shout-out, occasionally shout-out, roll at the lower tier. Yes. So, anybody who is on the lower tier, you might get an occasional shout-out here. But, I mean, you don't have to do any of the interactive and the, the... the higher tier stuff. We're totally content with the five bucks. Like, that's that gets you everything, and that's what we want us to do. Uh, we got rap songs to review, of course, and this week Dan and I are going to talk about Super J Cup from 1994. I remember reading all about that in Jericho's book. And uh, it's... Uh, oh, I got like a story about why it got picked, because it was... Not picked for reasons why everyone thinks it was <laughs> when I bring it up to people. Yes, we'll talk about that on this week's VIP show. All right, Dan, your mm-hmm. your game this week was to take a famous title, book, movie, etc., and simply add in bed. Mm-hmm. Simple enough, and I think we got some pretty good entries out of this. You ready to do What's this? What's consequences in bed? <laughs> one way to do it uh we got a pretty nice turnout here i'm going to do the thing that i'm always going to regret which is the uh the copy paste over which i know is going to i'm going to regret because there's going to be a ton of stuff i need to edit out like people's comments and crap like that so i will do my best here to not botcherate this up but here we go your first entry too fast, too furious in bed. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was a sequel. That was definitely something you were looking for, right? Points. Indeed. There's your first hundo points. The hunt for Red October in bed. Is that a period joke? Oh, God. 
Red October standing by. Points. <laughs> That's a good one. <clears throat> Man of Steel in bed. Jeez, okay. Someone's <laughs> a little full of themselves. You get <laughs> Dumb and Dumber in bed. Yep. Oh, did you know that uh, Darby Allen was on an episode of, like, Sex Sent Me to the ER or whatever? Yes! Because he got stung by bees. While he was getting it on? Yep. Did he get stung on his dick? Yeah, I, I, uh, they, they, ta- they actually uh, submitted a question on Courtney's podcast about that, and they played the clip. And I was fucking dying laughing. Even though they, you can't see it, obviously. You're just listening to the audio. But I was fucking laughing my ass off. Yeah, so you liked uh, Dumb and Dumber in bed? Yep. Okay. Not the bees. Octopussy in bed. Yeah. Point. <laughs> Cheaper by the dozen in bed. Ew. How I Met Your Mother in Bed. That answers the question right there. (laughs) Points. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure in Bed. Okay, that's a year mark. (laughs) I didn't see the the preview they put out for the new one yet. I watched it. I know it's out there. I watched it. It looks it looks pretty good. Looks pretty. I also like. I don't know if I've ever sat down and watched all of both movies. I probably have seen all of both movies. I I mean I have seen uh, the first one more than once, but I'm pretty sure I only saw the second one one time in my whole life. Station. Okay, change that. I think I'll watch them both before I see the next one. Home Alone in Bed. Sounds like my life. Aw. Points. Sad reacts only. You're probably going to know who submitted this one. Final Fantasy in Bed. (laughs) I'm sure you can easily figure that one out. Give Glenn points. I shall. I shall give Glenn points. Jay and Silent Bob strike back in bed. <laughs> That's pretty good. Earmark that one, too. Okie dokie. Doolittle in bed. Ah, there you go. <laughs> That's boring. Rampage in bed. Points. Predators in bed. Predators. <laughs> yeah, that's points. The Dark Knight Rises in bed. Uh, cause I'm baby. Points. Oh yeah, there's Batman movie puns in the latest episode of Harley Quinn. Yes, there are. 
and I loved him. Because <laughs> he's like, then Batman returns tonight. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, no, you can't do that, sir. And he's like, well, then Batman begins. <laughs> Gone with the wind in bed. That was one of the ones I was thinking of. <laughs> that and there's another one. We'll see if it comes up. Okay. Your points, though. A tale of two cities in bed. Whoa. The cities are fucking. New York fucked Los Angeles. Okay. Sounds like points. What women want in bed. Sounds like a better movie. <laughs> it sounds like an instructional video. You know, you don't always have to fuck her hard. <laughs> Sometimes it's not right to do. By the way, we will randomly start singing that song in freaking D&D games. That's why we changed our name from the Wu-Tang Clan to Tenacious D. That's awesome. We sang Fucker Gently just randomly one time as a group. <laughs> so you get points. We are now at the chess. Unzi. Legend in bed. Ah. Just, just like that Man of Steel in bed. Yes. Will it still have Mia Sarah in it? That's a good question. Maybe in your bed. But specifically 80s Mia Sarah. <laughs> Actually, she's still pretty alright, but still. That's points. What we do in the shadows in bed. Ah, oh, there you go. Points. That one's actually that was pretty pretty good. And now a wizard. And now for an album title, Slippery When Wet in Bed. Gross. <laughs> the points. Penultimate entry, War and Peace in Bed. Yep. Was that the other? Was that the other one you were thinking of? Nope. Hasn't come up yet. Well, let's, let's see if the last one is it. The human centipede in bed. Ugh, no, that wasn't what I was thinking of. You sick bastard. Take your points and get out of here. Yeah. Would you like to guess who that was? Who came up uh, with human centipede? Is that, is that Alice? Who else would it be? So my other thought was Silence of the Lambs in bed. Oh, uh, that's a good one. So your earmarks were Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure in bed and Jane Silent Bob Strike Back in bed. Uh, Bill and Ted win. Okay. And we keep the other one? Yeah. All right. Russell Wright with the win. Taylor Chadwick with second place. I was How I Met Your Mother in Bed. Ah. Uh, you got Glenn's correct. And the first entry, Too Fast, Too Furious in Bed, was from Don Mobius. Jeez, he's like changing his gimmick. Well, technically, I was the first entry, but then I thought of something better. I don't even remember what my entry was now. Now that I think about it. Also, I just sent you the list. Farron Tebow is back. Farron Tebow? Yes. I got excited when I saw that name. I was like, hey, hey I remember I him. So that's good. Ooh, even John got in on this one. Yeah, Salinas played. CJ played. 
Rick Williamson, he doesn't play very often. He got in on this. Yeah, we, this was a good one. This got a lot of participation. These are the type of simple games we need to keep doing. Participation. We always get the most out of these games. So thank you guys to everybody who played. Remember, if you got an idea for a game, we are open to it. And these type of simple games are the ones we want to go with. Because these get the most participation. They're the easiest ones. They make us laugh the hardest. Because, I mean, come on. How easy was that? I, I saw one earlier that made me laugh. It was like, take a, take a name of a horror movie and replace a word with butthole. And I was like, yeah, that might be one of those things I might have to go uh, with. Butthole on Elm Street. <laughs> but, of course, I would expand it to not just be horror movies. Nightmare on Elm Street... Five dream butthole. <laughs> I don't even know if that's number five. I know two two in the row is one is like the dream child, the other one's like dream warriors or whatever, and like back to back ones. We could also go with uh since you mentioned Silence of the Lambs, we could do butthole of the lambs. Silence of the butthole? Good god. I could use some of that sometimes. <laughs> Bros, I've been extra gassy in 2020, I must say. I could go for some sounds of the bubble. <laughs> so, yeah, let's uh, get out there. Give us more topics to discuss, both nerd and wrestling quantifications. We'll keep doing you with the news. Uh, we'll bring back the interaction stuff. And, uh, yeah. Next week, we get to talk about what's happening in New Japan. I know. You excited for that? Yes. Are you ready? I haven't had a show since Nakanishi's retirement, I think. That was in February. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. So let's, uh, let's do this thing. And... Remember, whatever console you're getting, that's cool with us. Keep on gaming. Keep on gaming. We'll see you next time. Bye.